the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel doesn't contain power. The gospel is the power of God. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I beg, whenever I reach like this, go back to my scripture. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. It doesn't contain power. It is the power of God. And I said to you, the, the, the gospel there is Evangelion, which will mean good news. Actually, is translated too good to be true. Glory to God. The word Evangelion is actually translated too good to be true. In other words, the good news is almost unbelievable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's, it's not good news if you can really believe it. That's what he's trying to say. So you got a recharge card is a good news. You got a healing is, but there's this good news that is almost like it's not true. That's salvation. You hear what I'm saying? That's salvation. And the interesting thing about this um, stuff is the gospel, like I told you last Sunday, is the teaching of his death, his burial, and what? Can we go over that again? His death, and one more time, his death, his burial, Let's do it again. His what? His death, his burial, and resurrection. So every time you go to a place and they are teaching gospel, so to speak, and you don't hear the content of this to be his death, burial, resurrection, you're hearing something else. So you can go for a meeting and they're telling you five ways to make it in life. That's not the gospel. That's motivational speaking. You know, Oprah Winfrey is doing well with that. Anything somebody can do outside Christ is not calling. It's not a calling. Your calling must be found in Christ. Am I going ahead of myself? Anything, so when you, you are teaching something and somebody else who is not saved is teaching it better. That's not the gospel. Relationship seminar is not the gospel. Because there are people who are doing relationship seminars who are not saved. So that couldn't have been the gospel. And relationship seminar can save marriages but it can't save a soul. You hear what I'm saying? The gospel is aimed at saving souls, not saving marriages. Yeah. The gospel is aimed at saving souls, not saving marriages. Are we against marriages? No. We are just saying the primary purpose of the gospel is to save your soul, not to save your home. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the core, because you see, like I told you, philanthropy is not gospel. If you share food without sharing Christ, you only fed dead men. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You share food, you don't share Jesus. You didn't share Christ, you left them in crisis. Christ must be the core of the gospel. So he died for me. He died as me. When he was buried, I was buried with him. When he resurrected, I resurrected with him. And now I'm seated in Christ. Come on, shout glory! That's, that's the gospel. You know how to pass like that. That's the gospel. Why do, you, why do you like things that are too complex? The depth of the gospel is in the simplicity of it. So I go to church. That guy, they preach. Wait till he talk. The guy is deep. You see, I've said this. I've said it again. I know how. I know how shallow you are by what you shout deep at. So when I hear you shout deep, what I when I look at what you are shouting deep for, I can tell how shallow you are. Because there's no depth in that thing. What is the depth of the gospel? He died. That's deep enough. He was buried. That's deep enough. He resurrected. That's deep enough. Don't be going deeper. Stay on that depth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, finally you came alive. <laughs> You're on Good news. Are you seeing that now? So, so you, you know, something has struck me. When people die, you go to their graveside and you drop flower. You drop a rose. Flower that you didn't give them when they were alive. <laughs> Celebrate me. Now we are the other. <laughs> And, and then you, but you see, we didn't, we didn't get the chance to put a rose on his grave because he didn't stay long there. My God. He, he, didn't, he just visited the grave. He, 
he borrowed the tomb. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, come on. He just stayed there for a few days. As a matter of fact, he was, was a shortlet. <laughs> the grave was a shortlet. Just three days, make I all pay small. So he paid the debt so he can stay in the grave for three days. Hey, I didn't preach. <laughs> and we didn't get the chance to put the rose on his grave. But when he rose, he gave us a rose. Put the rose up. He gave you righteousness by faith. Made you offsprings of Abba. Saved you forever. And declared you eternally forgiven. Come on, shout glory! Yeah. When he rose, he gave me a rose. So I can rose with him, you know what I'm saying? He arose. You see, the gospel is so beautiful, it's so sweet. Like they go to church where they teach brothers. You left where the gospel is preached, you went to where they are flogging you. If I called your case, sorry. You, you went to where they are flogging you. How can they wipe Jesus and still wipe you? He was bruised for our iniquity now. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I will not pay for what Jesus paid for. I won't pay for what Jesus paid for. It's an insult to the finished work. And I lie you down. They want to cast that demon from you that they died for. What is a demon doing inside you? How did you have demon? It's like a tough puff puff. Clean the night. Bah, bah. Bah, bah. You're not flying. You have the Holy Ghost inside of you. You, you that have the Holy Ghost inside of you. My friend, go back to that dream and chase them. Are you getting blessed? It's the beauty of the gospel. He died for me. He died as me. When he was buried, I was buried when he resurrected and now I'm seated in Christ so one of the so the good news is I mean it's just it, no, today is infant overflow that's what he's trying to say let me cover up for them somebody's about to lose their job <laughs> You see, this church is too sweet. I, I'm wondering where you have been. All these my new members. Now I look like your pastor, you look like my member. <laughs> give my scriptures, give, give, I, need to, I need to run. So, so there are a couple of things that I outlined from scriptures that will reflect good news for the believer. So if we agree that the gospel is good news, then what are these good news? Are we together? So can we investigate, can we look at, one of the things that I feel like is good news for us is that we now have access to God. Come on, say I have access. Say it again, say I have access. And I'm not referring to access banks. <laughs> but I have access. So what you will find is that before the cross, man was trying to, and let me even say this, religion is man's attempt to get to God. So every religion in the world was built from an attempt to reach God. So when Adam fell, Islam started trying to get to God. So because they can't get to God, they stopped halfway. That's religion. Because it never gets to the finish point. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Religion, can, that's what they were trying to do with the Torah of Babel. Thank you. Oh my God. They were trying to get to God. But they couldn't get to God because they couldn't get to God. They lacked the ability in themselves to get to God. And God came and messed up with your language. To save them. Because if they had gone like that, they would meet a demon. You can't get to God. Because there's only one way to the Father. You can't build to the Father. Except the Lord builds a house. You can't build to God. Mm -mm. You get in Christ, he's the vehicle to the Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? He's the narrow way. Narrow is the way. 
doesn't mean that the way is tight. It just means that there's only one way. Narochuku. Naruto. You will reach there in Jesus' name. So, so that, the way, I, I noticed that the beauty did not stop because cement finished. They had cement. They had everything. But they couldn't get to God. It wasn't designed for men to get to God by building. Else they would have arrived there in self-effort. And then they will have something to boast about. But not of works, lest any man should boast. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So God will dissolve that attempt and will now present him, his son. So there was no access to God in the Old Testament. It was one man who will go to God on behalf of the people. Are you following what I'm saying? And if you had to access God, you'd be like, say, get ATM, you stand on queue. So they were all on the queue, everybody trying to get to God. And you must come with your lamp. You must have a sacrifice. So by this time now, all the ram in the abattoir would have finished. Because everybody must come with a ram. So imagine how difficult it was to access God. And the interesting part was this. That thing they were trying to access, God was not there. So they were trying to access shadows. Hey, God. So man was trying to, because Adam had fallen now. Man is trying to get to God, and man cannot get to God. And what we don't see is, whilst man is trying to get to God, God also is trying to get to man. Because God is more interested in having a relationship with you than you are I in having with him. So how will, how will man get to God? God realizes this cannot happen. So God became man to meet man. Are you in this place with me? God became man to meet man. In other words, God stepped out of eternity into time with a face called Jesus. And appeared on the earth to now reconcile man back to himself. Are we together? Yeah. And, and by doing so, he will have to hang on the cross eventually. And on his death, in his death, there will now be the division of the temple veil that will now grant access into the holiest of holies. So at that moment now, I'm no longer thinking I enter the holy of holies. I am in the holy of holies. Are you seeing what, I, what I'm saying now? So I can't... I couldn't have gone in before the Old Testament, but he has made a way by his death and by his blood. So what he now created is what we call the blood part. So whilst I'm walking, I'm stepping on blood. Are you following me this are you Are you with me this morning? Yeah. So I have access to the Father. I'm not trying to access him. I'm inside him. You know what happened with Esther? Esther was praying. You, know, you have to go into the king, and before you go into the king, you must be sure that if you, he, he wants you to come, otherwise you'll be killed. So if the king doesn't call you, you can't come. Praise God, he has called us. So, so Esther is now waiting, and she he tells Mordecai, go and tell my people I'm going to fast for three days. Are we together now? Three days? Three days, guys, three days? Come on, three days? Uh, I'm going to fast for three days, and then I'm going to go into the king. But you see, it wasn't the fasting that brought her before the king. Because she'd have fasted and still not get access. Because fasting doesn't give access. Jesus gives access. Are you, are you with me in this service? Because one of the things you must understand with the gospel series is trying to remove you from works to Christ. You two likes of our head Christianity. If it does not pain you, it will not touch God. Don't do that. Don't do that. Are you getting blessed so far? And so Esther goes before the king. Now when Esther goes before the king, the king now stretches out the rod towards her to say, I accept you, you can come in. Now the rod is how Christ is stretched before us as acceptance to come into the, the palace. But it, you get a breeze, ha. You never seen that before. So Jesus is the rod of God stretched before us to bring us into the presence of Abba. But there's something tricky here. Esther entered in once and had to go out again to come in again. But when we entered, we don't come out. We, we didn't just stay with the Father. We became one with the palace. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not trying to enter. I'm with the king. 
I'm with the king. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. I'm with the king. Where he is, I am. Notice, I just want to be where you are. No, 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 no. No, don't just want to. No, no. You're already where he is. You're already where he is. As he is, so am I in this world. I'm where he is. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to get to God. I now have access. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, 2. Put it up. Let me see. If you don't have it, just tell me you don't have it. Glory to God. So, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord. Come on, see, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, next verse. Look at this verse. Now, through whom also we have access by faith. Not access by prayer. Prayer doesn't give access. Faith gives access. Faith in the finished work. Do you see what I'm saying? Come on, say, I have access. Say it loud. Say, I have access. So I have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So I have access. So in the Old Testament, they were carrying the ark. But we carry the God of the ark. We are now mobile temples. Ark mobile. Wherever I enter, God has entered. I'm a walking shrine. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying? If you touch me, you touch God. So I'm now one with the ark. I'm the ark. I'm his dwelling place. I acknowledge God. <laughs> so, so he lives in me. He breathes in me. He walks in me. He walks through me. Are you seeing what I'm saying? That's why your hands have now become the extension of Jesus. So you can heal the sick. You can raise the dead. Are you seeing? You can walk miracles. He moved into you so he can continue what he didn't finish. Greater works than this shall... Because I go to the Father. How? He now lives in me. Are you following what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. So I have access. Glory. Say, I have access. Say it again. Say, I have access. So the next thing that you want to look at is the good news that, has, that, that says God has brought us into rest. Say, I have rest on every side. I'm going to run. Say, I have rest on every side. You don't say anywhere. Say, I have rest on every side. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, um, the law makes Christianity very hard. But when you put the law side by side with what Jesus did, you understand that it's mind blowing. When the law was given, 3,000 men died. When the Holy Ghost was given, 3,000 souls were saved. Should I say it again? <laughs> when the law was given, 3,000 men died that day. When the Holy Ghost was given, 3,000 souls were saved, and it was on the same Pentecost. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? It was the same Pentecost. 3,000 people died, 3,000 souls saved. Because grace will always override the law. Grace will always win hands down. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, God doesn't want you to be stuck with the law. The law is rules and regulation. But you have the regulator on the inside of you. Do you see what I'm saying? Stop, stop, stop walking yourself out. Stop trying to burn yourself out. Uh, to, trying to impress God. Trying to do something to make God feel good. Trying to make God happy. Mm -mm, God is already happy with you. See, God is happy with me. Say it again. Say, God is happy with me. Say, God is happy with me. Now, what I'm saying is tomorrow you will mess up. You think God is not happy. God may not be pleased with your action doesn't mean he's changed his disposition towards you. you. You don't, his disposition towards you doesn't change. He may not be pleased with your action, but his disposition towards you doesn't change. And you need to have that on the back of your mind. Because how the devil wins you is by accusing you with what you did wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? So how then do you win the devil? By knowing God still loves me in spite of my mess. You see what I'm saying now? So in spite, despite, God still loves me. Did I mess up? It's family business. It's father and son. It doesn't concern outsiders. No, no. It's me and daddy. You see what I'm saying? It's like your, your child messed up. Your, your neighbor is not beating the child. No, who sent you? No, you don't train my kids for me. 
That's what God is saying to the enemy. You don't train my kids for me. But the problem is you are collecting the training. Are you, are you getting blessed? So let's look at scriptures. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30, message. Behind time, I need to run. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, message. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. That's how to recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. So real rest is found in Christ. Not on your bed. He says, come to me, not go to sleep. Hey, God. Come to me so you can be sleeping and not resting. Rest is a person. His name is Christ. Come to me, not go to bed. That's why you slept and woke up with neck pain. You didn't rest well. Rest is in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Rest is in Christ. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He says, come to me, get away with me, and you will recall. So, in Christ is the river key. Not Las Vegas. No Maldives. Not, not Seychelles. Mauritius. You will still go, Sha. You are too can now. But, are you getting what I'm saying? He says, get away with me. It's you and your bay. Ebu bay. So God takes you out. He takes you out of the word. You, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's the vaki. So when you now get there, he will not prepare a table before you. Yeah. In the presence of your enemies. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Scripture. He says, come to me. He says, get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Next verse. Walk with me and walk with me. Last Sunday, you remember? I said you have to walk with God before you walk for God or walk with God. You see, scripture. So there is no walk with God that doesn't come before or that doesn't come after walk with God. So there must be relationship before activity. Otherwise, there will be no productivity. Are you getting blessed? He says... Learn the unforced redeems of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. You know what ill-fitting is? If you don't tie a scarf, God will not hear your prayer. That's heavy. That's a burden from religion. It is adding something to the finished work to make you have access. No, no, no. He's saying Jesus is enough. Religion is burdensome because it makes you want to pay for what Christ paid for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I won't add anything ill-fitting on you. The cloth that you are wearing will size you. It will fit you well. It will be your size. It's not oversized. Grace is tailor-made. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's one size fits all. When it comes to you, it will fit you well. Yeah. You don't have to go to Obioma. Glory to God. He says, come to me. I will, I, will, I, will, I will give you something that is not heavy. Something light. Give me something light. That's the gospel. Something light. Religion is heavy. You see what I'm saying? It has to do with do's and don'ts. It has to do with regulations. If you don't do this, too many laws. If you don't do this, you'll not be accepted. If you don't do that, you'll not be accepted. There was Papa who was sharing that he went to one church one time to minister. And then he entered the church. And then he was wearing a face cap. And one usher came and said, Yee yee. <laughs> Say, yee yee. So he, he said, yee yee. So he kept quiet for a while. And then after a while, one guest artist now climbed up stage, was wearing hats. No, he was wearing cap. The guest was wearing, was Travis Green. was wearing hats. So he now tapped the usher and said, Yee yee yee. <laughs> we, we give grace to people outside our contests. But when it comes to people within our reach, we don't give grace. Why? See, remove tradition from scriptures. Wearing cap or hat is tradition. That's why there are some churches in Nigeria. You know their names. I will mention them. Glory to God. They don't wear trousers here. But they are branching U.S. wear trousers. 
Amen. Amen. I didn't mention names, glory to God. Remove tradition from scripture. When we come before God in worship, it is our spirits, not our body. That's why I told you last Sunday, spirits don't wear trousers. You worship in spirit and truth. So, will God answer their prayer in the U.S.? God doesn't deal with the trousers. God deals with the spirits. You see? So, there is there's culture. There are, there, there, there's traditions. You're not going, you want to get married. They not tell you that, ah, you must tie rapper. He say, no, you must not wear what pertains to a woman. You're never ready to marry. Don't worry. You lose your bride. You better tie that thing strong. Remove, remove tradition from scripture. It will not spoil your faith. Now, there are, there are, there are cases where, I mean, they say you should not come and swear or fall. Poor libation. That, I don't do that. And, and that's where you start standing your ground. This is not my faith. Now, but when it hasn't, it hasn't to do with faith. It's just culture. And it's not going to have to get away from there. See, we don't we know tattoo. Tabra is, is singing worship, but he has tattoo. But you are you're singing about a beautiful name, is it? She has tattoo. And you are entering spirit. How did you enter spirit with someone that has tattoo song? It's a spiritual tattoo. You know, the tattoo in the US is, is holy. Remove tradition from scripture. Yeah. So, so you can have a preference with that too. Like, I don't like it. That's your moral standard. But I don't judge people by that. So you can have tattoo and cast out demons. We are talking, we want to raise believers right now. You see, most people who you see who even have tattoo had this before Christ. Then they are now in the gospel. Should they cut off their hand? I'm going to show you something from there. Even the Bible says, and God has tattooed you on the palm of his hands. Find the scripture. It's a message. If you like, go and draw Ronaldo on your back. Don't have sense. <laughs> don't draw me. Don't draw me. Draw to Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. God has tattooed you on the palm of his hands. So what he's trying to tell you there is that you are indelible. You cannot be separated from God. You see what I'm saying? Glory to God. When you find the scripture, tell me. Romans chapter 10 verse 1 to 8. Let's do some scriptures. So you must remove tradition from scriptures. Are you getting blessed? Yes, Romans chapter 10, 1 to 8, TLD. Look at this. It says, Dear brothers, the longing of my heart and my prayer is that the Jewish people might be saved. Now, this is Paul praying for his people. Next verse. We need to run scriptures plenty. Know what I know what enthusiasm they have for the honor of God, but it is misdirected zeal. So religion is misdirected zeal. You have passion for God, but no compassion for souls. Hey, you preach. You have passion for God, but no compassion for souls. That's what Saul had. Saul had passion for God. But he was killing souls that he was meant to save. Because he thought in his mind he was doing God a favor. So religion will kill men and say glory to God. You shout hallelujah. You are not listening. So Paul was the one who supervised the stoning of Stephen. He was there. They were stoning the guy. In his mind, he was doing God a favor. These guys are blaspheming. But he didn't know that these guys were the real deal. So when he now became a saint, he preached with the same energy. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Next verse. They have zeal but don't have knowledge. Next verse. For they don't understand that Christ has died to make them right with God. So what is the knowledge they are missing? righteousness they don't understand that 
that Christ has died to make them right with God. Instead, they are trying to make themselves good enough to gain God's favor by keeping the Jewish laws and customs, but that is not God's way of salvation. That's what most of you are doing. You are trying to work your own salvation. You're trying to become good enough. God doesn't need you to be Christ is good enough. It's good enough for you. Stop trying to work yourself out. Just believe what he has done. These guys, they don't believe it. They're trying to work hard. They're trying to, mm -mm -mm. No amount of hard work can produce salvation. The only work that produces salvation is the finished work. No hard work. Finished work. Finished work. Finished work. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Next verse. Now, they don't understand that Christ gives to those who trust in him everything they are trying to get by keeping his laws. He ends all of that. Now, this is so powerful because even you who is trying to keep the Jewish law, it does not apply to you because you're not a Jew. It's like being in Nigeria and trying to keep the U.S. law. Does that make sense? So the Ten Commandments is not your commandments. You know, like, don't worry. It's a Jewish law, not a Nigerian law. Have I confused you? There's black and white last Thursday of the month. Come and ask your question then. Write it down. I'll answer the questions. But it's a Jewish law. The Jewish law. I'm not a Jew. Does it mean I should now kill people? No, that's not what I'm saying. Are you learning something this morning? Next verse. Has it finished? Is that the last, last verse there? For Moses wrote that if a person could be perfectly good and hold out against temptation all his life and never sin once, only then could he be pardoned and saved. Next verse. But the salvation that comes through faith says you don't need to search the heavens to find Christ or bring him down to help you. Next verse. Next verse, please. Next verse. Is that all? I gave it to eight now. Where is seven? No, the seven is after six. I'll add you guys in my prayer next Sunday. Okay. No, we'll be fine. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed so far? If you can't find it, tell me you can't find it. Just do, do for me Romans chapter 3, verse 21 to 24, TLB. Can you find that? If it's not there, let me know it's not there. What's going on? You see me. Okay, glory to God. They'll be fine. Let's just talk. Yeah. So, you're not called to keep the law. The law was not given so it can be kept. The law was given so it can be broken. Let me explain to you. So, what that means is this. If I wanted to give you paracetamol, if you don't have headache, you wouldn't appreciate it. So, what the law did was to expose their weaknesses to them. So, by giving them some rules to keep, they came to the point where they couldn't keep it by themselves. They realized that they had a need for a savior. Do you see? So if there was no sin, there would be no need for a savior. So the, the law exposed them to their inadequacies. They now saw that, hey, you know what? I can't do this by myself. That's what the Bible now said in Romans 3, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it doesn't stop with That's where we all stop. See, all have sinned, though. We are all sinners. No, we're not all sinners. Talk for yourself. No, it says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But now... God has shown us a different way to heaven. Okay, I was already there. But now, God has shown us a different way to heaven. And this is good news. Because before now, the way to heaven was to keep the law. But after Jesus, that thing changed. The law was no longer the way. Jesus became the way. Now, but see, Jesus has always been the way. But they didn't know the way. It was Moses who knew the way. But he didn't show them the way. Moses gave them the law to get them to the place where they could appreciate the way. Are you following what I'm saying so far? 
Yeah, so he says, but now God has shown us a different way to heaven, not by being good enough. So being good enough doesn't take you to heaven. Heaven is not a reward for good behavior. Are you following what I'm saying now? Yeah, heaven is not, it's not heaven at last. It's heaven at first. When you receive Jesus, you became a candidate of heaven. Christ in you is heaven in you. Because there's no heaven without Christ. Does that make sense? Are we together now? Now, I'm trying to keep his laws, but by a new way, do not new really, for the scriptures told us about it long ago. Now, God says he will accept and acquit us, declare us not guilty, if we trust Jesus Christ to take away our sins, and we all can be saved in this same way by coming to Christ no matter what we are or what we have been like. Glory to God. Come on, glory to God. Are you learning this morning? So, so this brings me to a conversation, which would be you trying to keep yourself from sin or trying to um, protect yourself from doing certain things because you want to please God. The Bible records very clearly, unto him who is able to keep you from falling, not unto you who is able to keep yourself. You can't keep yourself. It is God who keeps you. There's a scripture in Genesis about um, Abimelech and, and um, Abraham. Genesis chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Give me the NIV. Thank you. And look at this. Now, Abraham moved on from there into the region of the, whatever that is, and lived between Kadesh and Shaw. For a while, he stayed in Gera. Next verse. And there, Abraham said of his wife, Sarah, she is my sister. So when, she, when they got there, he told them, ah, not my sister, but this who? Abraham lied. But God still loved him. Abraham lied and God lied, he's the father of many nations. You see what I'm saying? Now, then Abimelech, king of Gerah, sent for Sarah and took her. Next verse. Because Sarah and Abib. So, but God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, you are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. But the guy said, his sister. Next verse. Follow me carefully. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. So he said, so he never touched the woman, never do anything. Just there, there in the house. Are we together now? So he, so he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? <laughs> Next verse. Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And didn't she also say, he is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Now look at this verse. Why are you always missing my next verse? Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience. And so I have kept you from sinning against me. Hey. Come on, are you here with me now? So he was, the guy says, I know great touch the game. No, he was God. God is in you both to will and to do of a good pleasure. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's walking in you. So he had the babe in the house, but he won't touch her, you know. The love of God constrains us. So it was grace at work in Abimelech, keeping him from touching. So there are things that you wouldn't do because grace is at work in you. Not by power, not by might. It's the ability of God. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He's able to keep you from falling. I don't keep myself. So I've kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. So Abimelech is not self-control. It's God-control. So it was God at work. It was God at work. God kept him from touching. God can keep you from certain things in his love. Are you following what I'm saying? That's how grace works. So there's a regulator inside the believer that makes you do the right things. So you are not obeying rules and regulation. So nobody told Abimelech, don't touch her. But there was something walking around, compelling him, constraining him. You see how grace works? Glory to God. You see how grace works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's do Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. I need to run. Are you getting blessed this morning? Now, so don't let anyone criticize you for what you eat or drink. Follow me carefully. Colossians 2, 16 to 17, TLB. Don't let anyone criticize you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating Jewish holidays and feasts or new moon ceremonies or sabbaths. For these were only temporary rules that ended when Christ came. So in this Jewish feast, you have communion there. 
you have bread and wine in that Jewish feast. Are we together? In that Jewish feast, you have Sabbath. What he's saying is all of these things were pointing to Christ. They were temporary rules that ended when Christ came. So the moment Christ came, you stop practicing those things. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This We're trying to deal with religion. I have a friend, or I used to have a friend, when we were on campus. She had an extra year because she was Sabbath. You know Sabbath? They don't used to work on Saturday. So I now they say ah, they fix this exam on Saturday. Where you will write it? He said, No, I will not write it. It's a Sabbath day, keep it holy. So me, I thought pay, she was joking. Until pay, they now set the exam. Timetable now come out. She now pay, not write it. Extra year, no jokes. So I called her back and said, When you're going to write the carryover, if they put it on a Saturday again, will you not still write it? He said, I will not still write it. Religion is stronger than witchcraft. She did not write it the second time. It was the third time they now fixed it outside the Saturday. She now wrote it. So I, I believe that she would have been there by now if it was every Saturday. Why? Religion. So she was trying to keep the Sabbath, but the Sabbath is Christ. You see what I'm saying? So here we see that he says the Sabbath, the ceremonies, were all temporary rules pointing to Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? So I'm not keeping the Sabbath. The Sabbath is kept. I am in the Sabbath. Do you see what I'm saying now? Are you, are you learning what I'm saying? Yeah. The Sabbath is already holy. His name is Jesus. So what they call the Sabbath day was a person. That's why when Jesus came, he healed on the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath cannot be kept by the Sabbath. You follow what I'm saying? Sorry. He healed on the Sabbath. So he told them, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Naim be Sabbath. You follow what I'm saying? So we don't keep rules and regulations like these ones. No, we don't. They appoint us to Christ. Are you getting blessed? Point us to Christ. Next point will be forgiveness of sins. Racing to a close. Have I said it before? The first one I'm saying, right? Forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins. You know, when we start prayers like this, morning devotion, Father, we want to ask you for forgiveness. For all the things we have done knowingly and unknowingly, consciously and unconsciously, by error, by commission. <laughs> you know, in my house, I know we used to start, this, the way, this way you start the prayer, everlasting Father, King of glory, immortal Redeemer, I am that I am that I am, the soon coming King, the forever being God, the ancient of days, eternal rock of ages, I am that I am, the beginning and the end. Those are short. <laughs> so you know, add. <laughs> you now say, Father, we ask you for forgiveness so that our prayers will be heard now. So that nothing will handle our prayer. So that first prayer that you pray before the forgiveness of sins, how did who covered that one? Because that one is soft in his heart. Where do you get sense? It's religion. You know when you want to pray for food, you're looking for scarf. First, it's food you want to eat. Religion. See, the trauma of religion can only be fixed by the teaching of the gospel. The trauma of religion can only be fixed by the teaching of the gospel. The trauma of religion can only be fixed by the teaching of the gospel. At the right, at the teachers person, they use they find content. Just say Wednesday. And I go take go shine for Instagram. You see? You will pay me for my content. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. So we don't you see, we don't we don't confess sins for them to be forgiven. 
I need to break some things in this room. Yeah. How many sins would you confess in your life? You need a tire. Let me begin. Let me show you something. You know, during COVID, Father, you know, Father, you know, there's Father and there's Father. Uh -huh. Father, Reverend Father, uh -huh. Father has told them they should not come for confession, that they should confess in their house. So that means all along they could have been confessing in their house. So COVID exposed them that there was no man who was an intermediary to God. So they need, they needed father to get to God. You know, Mother Mary, Mother Melonia, Mother, I love you. Mother Mary, Mother Melonia, I love you. So if you're Catholic, what am I saying? But, but, but really, even your Mother Mary prayed in tongues. So why are you guys not praying in tongues? She was in the upper room, she spoke in tongues with the disciples. So she wasn't. They were not praying to her to get to Christ. Don't, don't do that rubbish. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Holy Mary, pray for us. Holy Mike, pray for us. No, no, no. She's just as you. She carried him for nine months, but she went up to receive Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So she's not special because she bought the Savior. Mm -mm. There's no special seat for her in heaven with one halo on her head. Like this. You can't burn God. Not possible. You hearing what I'm saying, guys? How did I even get there? No, Hebrews 9.22, KJV, ASV. I need to finish some things today so I can run. Hebrews 9.22, glory to God. Are you getting blessed? Now, and almost all things are by the law, purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission of sin, nor without confession. So what fixes sin is shedding of blood. So when blood is shed, sins are remitted. Sins are forgiven. So I don't plead blood. I plead the blood. Mm -mm. See, the blood was not given to cover the road. Father, we cover this road with the blood of Jesus. You don't spend 40 liters for the travel. Waiting be your problem. You have not finished the blood of God. Don't do it. The blood was not given for covering the road. The blood was shed for the remission of sins. So even when John said, Now behold the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the God, it was the blood that he was talking about. It's the blood of the Lamb that will take the sins away. Are you following what I'm saying? So blood is not pleading. You don't plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Don't plead it. The believer is not called to touch blood. It is the role of the high priest to touch blood. So when you, when you study carefully the, the, the Old Testament, right, you will see that it was the high priest who took blood of sacrifice and went into the Holy of Holies and offered it on the mercy seats. The people who came, who he was representing, did not touch the blood. So Jesus now is our high priest who took his blood and went into the Holy of Holies in heaven and put it on the mercy seat. We don't touch blood. He touched the blood for us. Are you following what I'm saying now? So I don't plead the blood. I mean the blood. I'll show you. That's not a joke. I'm, I'm in the blood. Leviticus chapter 14. Leviticus 14. 14 verse 4 to 7. Find it for me and I need to close. Leviticus 14, 4 to 7. Look at this scripture. Look, 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 guys. Now, this is Old Testament. It's very powerful. He will perform a purification ceremony. Talking about the high priest, Right? He will perform a purification ceremony using two live beds that are ceremonially clean. A stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a high soft branch. So he brings two beds. Two of them are clean. Follow carefully. Next verse. The priest will order that one bed be slaughtered over a clay pot filled with fresh water. Next verse. He will take the live bed, the cedar stick, the scarlet yarn, and then high soap. And dip them into the blood of the bed that was slaughtered over the fresh water. 
Are you following me now? So there are two beds. There are two beds sitting on the wall. There are two beds now. So he took the bed. He, he killed one. He poured it. He poured the blood of the bed in some kind of plates. And then he took the one that was living and put it inside the blood of the one that was killed. Hey, hey, are you here? Are you getting it? Are you getting it now? Come on. Are you getting it? Next verse, next verse, next verse. The priest will then sprinkle the blood, the priests, not, not the priests will then sprinkle the blood of the dead bed seven times on the person being purified, blah, blah, blah. When the priest has purified the person, he will release the life bed in the open field. He will release. Hey, 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 he will release. I said he will release. So Jesus is the bed that was killed. The believer is the one that was dipped. So I'm not pleading blood. I was dipped in blood. Yeah. Ah, I was dipped in blood. I was dipped in blood. So I wasn't just dipped in blood. I was brought out from there. Where are my guys? <laughs> I was brought out from there. And then I was let go to fly. I was released. Now I can fly. I am not believing I can. I fly. Hey. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I fly. I fly. I fly. So I'm not pleading blood. I was dipped in blood. So blood is on me. It's like you're pleading blood on blood. Blood is on me. Now I can fly. Come on, say I can fly. Say, I'm flying. Yeah. Free to fly. Free to fly. Free to fly. So what you find is as you're flying, blood is dripping. Who is on this keyboard? Please help me out to go home. As, you as you're flying, blood is dripping. Blood is touching everything that concerns you. Blood is touching your business. Blood is touching your family. Whatever was dead is now coming back to life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going home. Whatever wasn't working before is now, I don't have to plead it. It's dripping from me. I'm dipped in blood. I'm not bleeding blood. The blood is on my life. The blood is my reality. I'm wearing the blood of Jesus. I was dipped in his blood. Why am I pleading the blood? Are you hearing what I'm saying? With this few words of man, I hope I've been able to convince you. <laughs> Hey, gave you one good ball. Why am I stopping now? I'm sorry. I have to go home. We have to go home. We've tried for today. Are you blessed today? Yes, sir. Talk back to me. Were you blessed today? Yes, sir. Something happened there early part of the service. That thing was so powerful. There are healings in the room, you know, right? If you have healings, testify. You'll be just share. Let's know that God is doing something in the room. Very powerful. Very powerful. I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. 